Blog Talk Radio. I was a hard-drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard-drinking sinner, a gun in my hands, drinking 40 pounds for dinner till I met a big man. Tonight, he's a little excited for Easter. 
and uh, she's trying to get him to go to sleep. Um, hopefully, she will be joining us. Um, I'm using my Apple AirPods, AirPods right now, so um, hopefully this is work. Work. I'm just not talking. I'm not just talking to myself, and you know, it'll actually, it'll actually be able to hear me talking. Cause I've never done this before, so I'm glad it's not a show with the guests because this is actually a kind of a test. Um, so yeah, it's been a while since we've done this. Uh, man, our last show was probably the end of February, maybe the first week of first week of March. Um, yeah, we just uh, had to take a month had to take a month off. I didn't really book anybody to come on the show in uh, in March, so we were just kind of. You know, taking a little break from everything, and uh, it's good to be back. We uh, we ended up going out to Washington for a few, uh, like six days, Um, three here and three there. We went went to up the Angie got a job up there working at a uh, a clinic, so they needed her for for three days so we'd go up there and we she worked for three days. Getting up she did we have to we have to get up at three thirty in the morning to get her at the clinic by four thirty. Um we we'd get up get up get RJ dressed. We'd walk from the hotel, which was a nice hotel, um right right down the street from the Capitol building. We'd get up, get dressed, walk like a block to the parking garage at 4.30 in the morning and we drive across town to drop off the clinic and then I would drive back car in front of the hotel and just hang out with RJ uh, for like 7 or 6 7 8 hours in the hotel then we go pick her up from work and then we walk around Washington um, there wasn't much to do up there really because everything is still closed off because of COVID. So basically we walked to the Walmart, which, you know, I thought was cool because it had an escalator in it. I'd never seen a Walmart, I'd never seen a Walmart with an escalator in it. So that was a highlight for me. And then Union Station uh, is actually right down the street from our hotel. So we we go there for like lunch and stuff and check it out. It's a really neat looking train station, but it's um, definitely run down. Um, there are a lot of uh, homeless people parked out front uh, in tents and stuff. And you know it's it's tough because you know you want to help them, but it's like what can I do? You know really. You know, I've, so you know, it's definitely uh, an eye opener going up to going up there and seeing and seeing what it's like. Um, but again, it was really cool being being close to the Capitol building. We actually, um, the first week we were there, the president's motorcade came by, uh, and all the Secret Service, all the like the cars and everything drove by. I think Biden was going out to going out to sign a bill or do something in the Capitol building. So, I mean, 
no matter what your, uh, I guess, political uh, affiliation is, it's pretty cool to see the president go by his motorcade. So that was pretty interesting. Um, <sighs> One time we were there. Uh, we just dropped off or Rihanna just dropped off Angie at uh, at work, and we had just gotten back. It was like five o'clock in the morning. Go upstairs, break out my break out the card key, and door doesn't open. So I'm like, oh crap! So I do it again. Door doesn't open. All right. And this bear in mind, I have RJ with me at the time. So I go downstairs to the front desk. I'm like, hey, my card's not working. Can you help me out? So the, the the concierge or the guy at the front desk comes upstairs with me, and he tries his card. It doesn't work. And then he gets the the maintenance guy to come try to fix try to fix the door, the the lock on the door. He can't fix it. He's got to call the main, uh, I guess, the head of maintenance. He wasn't going to get to like seven o'clock in the morning. It's like five forty-five. Uh, no, actually, no. It's like five o'clock in the morning. So he's like, we get, he'll be here like in a couple hours. They're putting us in the room next to uh, ours, which was vacant at the time, and uh, we ended up sitting there for like. Uh, we were in there for like 10 minutes. Like, let's, let's, I'm hungry. Let's go across the street. So I took RJ across the street to Union Station at 5.30 in the morning, which was interesting. Um, I'll put it, that, put it to you that way. There was one guy. We were walking, and this guy had his pants, like, around his, like, Pulled down, and you know, you know, see people like that, but they have boxers on. This guy didn't have boxers on or anything. So his butt is hanging out, and he's walking around. And you know, again, huh, you don't know a situation, but I still don't want to see anybody's hairy butt walking to Union Station. Um, and you walk through, walk through the front gate and like smell like urine because people are peeing in there and stuff. So, you know, Washington is a great place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Um, so then we went, uh, then we, we went to the beach for a week last week. We just actually got back um, yesterday afternoon from the beach. So that was fun, cold, um, did a lot of shopping. Definitely hit all the shops up in uh, up in uh, North Carolina. I say up in, and North Carolina is actually south from us, but you know you know what I mean. Uh, they said a lot of shopping. It was, it was you know it was fun. Didn't go in the water because it was freezing cold. Um, but now we're back, and we are excited to be back, man. It's just you know I just want to come on and and talk with you guys and. Tell you about what's going on with uh, what has been happening this this past month. It's been an interesting month for sure, um, but we definitely we definitely missed you guys and coming on and chatting with you guys about about life and stuff and you know and like I said it was a fun month. You know we got to go see Washington. You know I wish some of the museums would have been open. That was that's we had this huge, 
big plans of taking RJ to the museums and stuff, and going to the zoo and everything. Of course, first week we, we get there, it's like freezing cold. So, I mean, we wouldn't we want to walk around the zoo anyway, so it's so cold outside. But the next week was actually pretty nice. Um, there's actually a restaurant inside. I'm jump, jumping all over the place here, but there's actually a restaurant inside of uh, the hotel we were staying at, we were staying at called we were staying at called the Dubliner. They had a sandwich called a beef on a weck, which was completely awesome. Mm. Hands down, I'd, I'd order that order that sandwich like the first time we went, first week, first few days we went. I didn't know about it. I had ordered the Irish Reuben, which was good. I like Reubens, but, you know, it's a Reuben. You know, it tastes like any other Reuben I've ever had. But the Irish, the the next week, we I tried something called, I tried a beef on Wick. We'd actually gone down to the restaurant to get dinner um, because I actually got a, a free pint of Guinness. Um, if you stayed at the hotel, you get a free pint of Guinness, I guess. Um so we went down and we had dinner and I tried Guinness, which I will never have again. Um, no offense to people who like Guinness, but it's just not my cup of tea. Um, but I ended up ordering the beef on whack and it was incredible. It was so good. Um, and you know what else was good? Was they had uh, broccoli and asparagus? Broccoli and broccoli and asparagus? Broccoli and I think it's broccoli and asparagus. Do you want to say broccoli and zucchini? But that's not it. Broccoli and asparagus dip, and it was oh my god! It was it was just creamy. It was so good. I've never I've I've never wanted to like finish a bowl of broccoli and asparagus. Thank you. Broccoli, broccoli and so I guess it's broccoli and asparagus. This that that this, this doesn't sound right to me, but yeah, broccoli and asparagus. I never really wanted to ever finish a, a bowl of broccoli and asparagus soup or dip, but this this was insanely good. It was like crazy good. So like every night we get home, we order carry out and we order broccoli and, and cheese or bro- no, broccoli and asparagus. Three nights in a row. Mm. So if, if you're in the Washington, D.C. area and you're looking for something to eat, then I would definitely recommend going to Dubliner and ordering a beef on a weck because it is awesome. So today's Easter. For those of you who are listening to this in the future, it is for April 4th, 2021, Easter. I hope everyone had a good Easter. Ours was kind of, it was, it was kind of, you know, it's a regular day, man. I went out. Got up this morning. So we, what happened was, we knew we weren't gonna, you know, we knew we were gonna have our you know, my my daughter Rihanna and we had you know Kimmy, daughter Kimmy and Kristen. They all came over, and we knew we were gonna have a, a and we'll get together tonight. So we were at the beach. I didn't really have time to get Easter stuff for RJ. He's still two years old. So he doesn't know really know about Easter baskets and Easter Bunny yet. Um, he'll know all about that stuff next year. But this year, we were able to um, just kind of go into the store, pretty much bought RJ a couple monster trucks, a Batman figure, and a shirt. 
at Walmart, and he was there with me the whole time, and he just got it. He was he's he's been happy. Um, we didn't really do the Easter basket thing because we didn't uh we really didn't have time to go out and get the stuff. Um, I say that of course we had time. We just didn't do it, to be honest. Uh, so I thought uh, what we were plan was to do it when we got home from the beach, but we ended up getting home late and had so much stuff to do, so much unpacking to do here, and we just ended up, you know, doing it this way. So we went to Walmart this morning. Uh, I'm adding a little Facebook notification here, let people know I'm actually on the air, if anyone cares to listen. It's all good if you don't. I'm still talking, you know. Uh, so yeah, we went to Walmart this morning, did some shopping there, picked up a bunch of stuff, picked up a bunch of eggs. I thought for sure there'd be like at least some egg dye there, but there there was very little as far as Easter stuff is concerned at Walmart. Everything was just taken off the shelves. Usually they have like seventy five percent off Easter stuff. The Easter candy they had there was just like jelly beans that nobody wanted. They have those marshmallow top uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, which you know, if if you go by what you see at the, our stores, uh, those marshmallow, uh, from what I could tell anyway, those marshmallow top Reese's peanut butter cups did not sell well at all. Maybe. I don't know if it'll be a back next year. I have no desire to eat a marshmallow topped Reese's peanut butter cup. I don't know why people think they need to put marshmallows on everything. This doesn't make sense. I mean, marshmallows are not that great to feel like they need to be put on on everything. You know, I mean, maybe maybe I'm, I'm just fighting a losing battle here, but I think marshmallows are good in cereal, and they're good on s'mores. That's it. You don't need it's just or maybe and what I like to do like taking a marshmallow, putting it on the fire, catching it on the fire, and then blowing it out and eating it. That's how I love to eat a marshmallow. I get black on the outside, just pop it in my mouth. I could eat like I could eat a ton of those things. Um but I'm not exactly a huge fan of having marshmallows and like adding mar putting marshmallows on everything. You know? It's just, I mean, I, I'm not a big sweet fan. Like sweet, sweet. Like sweets, well, with an S at the end, but don't like sweet stuff. As far as like, that's why I don't like, I don't like marshmallows unless they're burnt. Or, and I don't like, um, like white chocolate. I'm not a huge, I don't like white chocolate at all. Anything super sweet is not something I like personally. So, you know. You put if you put marshmallow and peanut butter, we guess fluffernutter. That's marshmallow, like fluff and peanut butter. I heard that's good, but I've never had that before. So maybe I should try knock it before I try it. No, try it before I knock it. That's right. That's what what that. I could knock. I should knock it before I try it. That. Sorry, I messed up. Messed, I messed that up. But so yeah, there wasn't much as far much in the in the uh, way of Easter candy at Walmart. So I had to end up going to the candy aisle, in the middle of the grocery section, 
to buy a, a big bag of uh, of candy. It wasn't easy candy, just regular like Reese's peanut butter cups and and Hershey's bars and stuff like that. So end up going and giving getting the girls a bunch of uh, you know uh, souvenirs from from the North, our trip to North Carolina. We got them both. We got them all three of them tumblers, the glasses, the like the drinking tumblers. So that was cool. They they, they enjoyed that. Um, gave a bunch of candy and some shirts and some bracelets and stuff. And I think everyone had a good Easter. Didn't give them Easter bag baskets. We gave them Easter bags. Uh, just gave them pretty much the plastic bags that came in. Just slacking. Slacking off this year. Um, then we all the girls came over. We we dyed Easter eggs. And we had, had just left. And like I said, Angie is putting RJ to bed. Finn and Kimmy are currently in Kimmy's room talking about girl stuff, and I am in here talking with you guys. We are going to go to Bush Gardens tomorrow, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun. So. Again, like I said, it's good to be back tonight. I'm going to just go – I'm going to find some articles to read since it's just me tonight. Hopefully, Angel will come out. And uh, and join us tonight. I'm going to share Howie O'Dell's post here. Hey, Howie. I mean, you know what? I might – Let's see if this works. Let me go do Facebook Live. I don't think it's gonna work. I guess you can see yeah, it's gonna work before it's gonna fucking work. Oh here he is. Alright. Well no, I wanna do that because I'm gonna mess up do uh mess up Howie's stream. So no I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna really bring that off. Okay. Sorry. Just went off on the tangent. Let me I'm gonna go ahead and read some articles here. And uh, yeah, let's see. Let's find some. Let's find. I'm gonna read as much as I can uh, until my 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 voice starts to give out, and uh, see how long that lasts. So I found this article. Figured since it's Easter, we should uh, talk about Easter. Do some do some fun Easter facts for you guys since it's. you know, figured I'd teach you guys some stuff tonight. Uh, 20 festive Easter facts that you probably haven't heard before. Easter and its decorative eggs and delicious hams and cheerful baskets are coming up sooner than, sooner than you think. The Christian holiday will fall on April 4th this year, which is today. While the central store based on sounds familiar, there is a lot left to learn about the unique tradition surrounding this special holiday. Between the cute bunny rabbits and copious amounts of chocolate, the celebration has evolved over the years with a whole host of customers, customs both new and old. Number one, Easter baskets have special symbolism. The woven containers re- represent nests and a new life, especially when filled to the brim with eggs. Plus, they're, they're a pretty utilitarian way to collect goodies on your Easter egg hunt. So the the actual basket represents the nest for the eggs. 
That's interesting. And I guess it makes sense. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. Um, that's, that's very cool. Number two, there's a reason you probably eat ham for, Christ- for Easter dinner, almost at Christmas dinner. Historically, most early Easter celebrants would have eaten lamb for the special occasion as its holiday has its roots in, roots in Jewish Passover. Most American Easter dinners now feature ham. However, because of the timing of the holiday. Years ago, hams cured over the winter months would have been ready to serve in the early spring. Oh, well, there you go. So you get a ham, you cure it during the winter. By the time spring got here, you're super excited for having ham because you watch it cure all, you're curing all, all winter. And there you go, have a ham. Easter lilies are a rev- relatively new tradition. These beautiful brilliants first originated in Japan and later arrived in England in the late 18th century. The first U.S. only caught onto the trend after World War I. The transition from dormant bulb to delicate flowers brings to mind hope and rebirth, two important themes of the day. So Easter, the, the theme of Easter is basically rebirth and like spring, you know, everything's coming back to life, the flowers, everything, the, the, the trees are all green. Very cool. Easter eggs had a medieval twist. People need to burp. Sorry. Oh. East, think Easter eggs are old. Listen to this medieval game, this medieval children's game. The priest would give one of the choirs a hard-boiled egg, and the boys would pass it amongst themselves until the clock struck midnight. When whoever was holding it, whenever was holding it, then got to eat it. Sounds fun. So what time would they give the hard-boiled egg to the boys, I guess, is the question. Hmm. Is it like all day they pass the eggs around, or is it like 11.50 p.m. and they pass around for 10 minutes? That's it. you got to know these facts. you got to figure this stuff out. Easter clothes used to be considered good luck. Old superstition held that if you wore new clothes on Easter – you would have good luck for, for the rest of the year. In fact, it was so widely believed that upper-class New York New Yorkers would quite literally strut their stuff coming out of mass in beautiful, well-to-do Fifth Avenue churches. This tradition became the basic, basis of the modern and decidedly less elitist Easter parade and Easter bonnet festival in New York. Number six, Easter eggs date way back. Take, I can't, oh, can't even speak. Easter eggs date back way before Easter. There's evidence showing that Easter eggs originated from medieval Europe, and Christians may not have actually been the ones to start the tradition of giving eggs. It's symbol of fertility and rebirth in many cultures. The holiday was named after the Anglo-Saxon goddess Aestre. Scholars believe that Easter was named after a festival celebrating Aestre or East Eostre in the coming of spring. Her sacred symbols are thought to have been the hare and the egg. Well, there you go. I mean, that the, the, lady's, the lady's name looks like Easter, and her symbols are the hair and the egg. 
lot of lot of Christian traditions are born from pagan rituals and pagan traditions. Um, and they think they wanted to, they don't want to get rid of all the all the pagan rituals and symbolism and stuff. They wanted to bring the pagans into the Christian religion, so they wanted to like. I guess make them feel comfortable, like more welcoming, maybe. Um, that's the way I look at it. You know, they could have just stolen the stolen symbols too. I guess is one way to look at it. There's another way to look at it. The eggs are dyed to represent the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, at least that might be one of the reasons, which stems from early Christians in Mesopotamia. There isn't a concrete reason behind their tradition, but there are several theories. Good Friday is recognized as a holiday in only, in only 12 states. Occurring two days before Easter Sunday, Good Friday commemorates Jesus, Christ, Jesus Christ's crucifixion, but it isn't, it isn't a federal holiday. Residents in certain states experience closures, including New Jersey, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Number 10. In 2020, 77% of American adults celebrated the holiday. About half of those chose to mark the occasion with a holiday meal, and a third decided to visit family and friends virtually, according to National Retail Federation. Number 11, we can thank Germany for the bunny. The idea of the Easter bunny giving candies and eggs is said to have originated in Germany during the Middle Ages, with the first written mention of this tradition dating back to the 16th century. That settlers in Pennsylvania brought the bunny to the United States in the 1700s. So that's pretty, actually pretty old tradition. I had no idea it was, it was that old. That's crazy. Number 12, Eastern Halloween often compete for the highest candy sales of the, every year. The two holidays are always giving, going head-to-head to have the most candy sales, usually coming close to each other. In fact, some years people buy more candy the week before Easter than the week before Halloween, but that's because Halloween purchases are more spread out over the month leading up to the spooky night. You see, I associate a more wide variety of candy with Halloween, but, you know, because as far as Easter, I only think about, I only think about like chocolate eggs and chocolate bunnies associated with Easter, maybe jelly beans, but that's, Jelly beans for me, it's 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 more of a uh, all the whole month deal. Like the month before Easter, you put jelly beans out, and you start eating, eating jelly beans. Um, chocolate bunnies are more for the basket. The eggs are more for the basket, and I guess peeps are also more associated with Easter these days too. But I still think it's a chocolate holiday. Halloween is more of a uh, like. More than just chocolate, Skittles, sweet tarts, um, candy corn. It's more of a variety of candies when it comes to Halloween than Easter, in my opinion. Push, push the mute button at the call. Speaking of peeps, Americans eat about 1.5 million peeps during Easter. That makes these colorful marshmallows the most popular non-chocolate Easter candy. The Bethlehem, Pennsylvania factory makes an impressive 5.5 million in a day. Mm. Never understood the uh, 
the fascination with peeps. Although I did try some like weird flavored ones. Like I actually thought they were kind of good, but nothing I would go out and actually buy on my own um, on a like regular basis. In 1953, it took 27 hours to make one peep. That's back when they they were still new to the world and were handmade with a pastry tube. But don't worry, it was sped up to six minutes thanks to a unique machine called the depositor. 27 hours to make one peep. I guess that means cooking it and all that process. Um, wow. Must have been really expensive back then. 15. More than 1.5 million Cadbury cream eggs are made every day. Even more impressive is that the Bourneville factory in Birmingham, Birmingham New England, makes 500 million eggs million every year. If you pile those eggs on top of each other, they'd be taller than Mount Everest. I don't think I've ever had a real Cadbury cream egg. I don't think I have. With the like the yellow, with the yellow and white oak that you crack it open, actually looks like an egg. Remember those old um, Cadbury eggs where the the, the Easter Bunny act like acted like a rabbit, and they you know, they showed like the commercial and they cracked the egg open and and you'd see like a yellow little yellow spot in the middle of the oak look like a real egg. I always thought that was the coolest thing. I never really had the, the desire to actually go buy one. Uh, number 16, Americans consume more than 16 million jelly beans during Easter. That's enough jelly beans to circle the globe not once, not twice, but three times, or to fill a plastic egg at the size of a nine-story building. First introduced as an Easter treat in the 1930s, we, can, we can't imagine this day without them. One of the traditions that I remember growing up is my mom buying the Brock's jelly bean. Brock's, I guess they're called jelly bird eggs now. But back then, I'm pretty sure they're called Brock's jelly beans. They'd have, they'd have green for lime, I guess white coconut. Pink was like a bubblegum flavor, which was like my favorite. Um, red was cherry. And, of course, they had black and yellow. Orange, you know, orange, lemon, yellow, lemon. Orange was orange. Then they have the black ones, of course. Nobody ate the black ones. Um, but I just remember they had a glass jar on our coffee table, and they'd have, every year, they'd be filled with jelly beans. And we'd go up and grab a few uh, of them. And, uh, it was a, uh, it was a fun, it was a fun tradition. Kristen's over here saying hi. Makes me want to buy some jelly beans. And of course, I love Jelly Belly, jelly beans too. The, uh, the different flavors and stuff. I always like buttered popcorn and and uh, getting making different flavor combinations and stuff. Number seventeen. Around 90 million chocolate bunnies are sold for Easter. Considering 2.6 billion is spent on candy alone during this religious celebration, it makes sense. Oh, that's only in the United States. I remember one year for Easter, 
Rihanna was so excited about getting a chocolate bunny for Easter. That's all she wanted was a chocolate bunny. You know, so we ended up getting one of those big, too tall chocolate bunnies. But it was just kind of funny that she was so excited getting a chocolate bunny. She doesn't care about anything else. All she wanted was a chocolate bunny. It's funny how kids can get excited about the strangest things. Um, and it sticks to you. It's that kind of stuff sticks with you. Like, every other Easter, it's like, kind of runs together, but... You get you um you something like something like that happens and it that kind of stuff just kind of sticks with you because it's so strange you know so out of the ordinary number eighteen number eighteen a surprising fifty nine percent people eat, eat the ears first only a handful start with the feet and tail and the rest apparently have have a plan of action what survey do they put out to to Determine how you, you know, chocolate bunny. I guess. I mean, who cares? Just eat it. You know, why? Do, why does it matter how you eat the chocolate bunny? Just, I mean, I don't keep track. Honestly, I don't keep track of how I eat the bunny. One, one year I may with eat the feet. mate, one day I might just take a bite out the middle. I don't really keep track of like take a little notepad. Well, this year I I, uh, I ate the ears first and. The other year, he ate the, 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 the bottom of the feet first, and so I don't know. I don't know if that's actually factual. I'm, I don't know who actually keeps track of that stuff. But apparently people do. The White House Easter egg roll tradition started in 18, 1878. It is said that President Rutherford, Rutherford B. Hayes was taking a walk when children approached him asking about a possible Easter egg roll. He loved the idea, and it's been a yearly event since then. Well, thank you to the kid, to, to uh, President Hayes, about that. Looks like a lot of fun. Um, it hasn't been going on for a couple of years now because of COVID, but hopefully they will bring the tradition back. In the old days, pretzels were associated with Easter. Why? Because the twists of the salty treat resemble arms crossing in prayer. So we say it's time to bring back the savory snacks and sweets for the holiday. Pretzels. Yes, just bring back pretzels as part of the Easter tradition. You know, pretzels, especially the big soft pretzels. I love those things. With a, with a good beer cheese. Mm. So good. Uh, I found an Easter. Uh, so that's it for the, um, sorry. That's it for the, uh, Easter traditions. Um, I did find an article about Easter, a little uh, paranormal article, perhaps. Hopefully, it's not super long, but I'm going to try to read it here and see uh, what it has to say. Jesus Bible Miracle, Compelling Evidence of the Easter Resurrection Found by Scientists. Hopefully it's won't go over my head. Uh, this is actually on ex- the Express. I think, I think it's, I think it's a, a UK newspaper. I think. Do, 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 do. Over the years, many have questioned how such a miracle could have possibly happened. 
but associate professor of Washington University. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought I put the mute on because I get my phone to cut off. In St. Louis, S. Joshua Swamidas Swamidas stated there is compelling evidence. Writing for the Veritas Forum, he stated, I'm a scientist still. On Easter, I celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead about 2,000 years ago. This event in first century Palestine is the cornerstone of everything, in the same way that trust-like faith in science is connected to evidence. So is the faith I, I have in the resurrection. Without the physical resurrection, 2,000 years of history are left begging for explanation, like a moving missing a key scene. No other, no other event in all recorded history has reached so far across national, ethnic, religious, and linguistic, cultural, political, and geographic borders. The message spread with unreasonable success across the world. During just the few first few centuries, it spread without political or military power, prevailing against the ruthless efforts of dedicated, organized, and violent opposition. Professor S., as we'll call him now because I can't pronounce his last name, used the Bible to support his view. He added, how did a small band of disempowered Jews in an occupied, insignificant territory of ancient Rome accomplish this unequaled act? With dates established by radiometric analysis, prophecies from centuries before Jesus' birth predicted, predicted his, life, his life, death, and resurrection. These prophecies include specific details that Jesus and his followers could not control. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. For example, before the Romans invented Christ 2216, described the piercing of Jesus' hands and feet. Isaiah 53 is a particular, particularly important prophecy, too, that lays out the story of Jesus and the meaning of the resurrection. The scientist also notes that Jesus was a real person in history who died, as evidence that he did not simply fake his passing. He added several manuscripts from multiple sources, including Jewish historians, describe a man named Jesus who lived and was executed. Specific details reported about his execution confirmed blood and water spilled from a spear wounded in his, spear wound in his side. He really died and was not merely unconscious. The Early accounts of the resurrection and prophecies predicting it were re reliably transmitted through history. More than 66,000 early manuscripts are known, orders of magnitude more than, and more than other ancient texts. Professor S. said these had been carbon dated before Jesus' time, leading to believe a pattern of consistency shows the resurrection was real. He concluded in 2017, the final verdict for me is that the resurrection makes sense through the lens of history. The evidence is compelling but not definitive. Faith in Jesus is reasonable and is certainly not without evidence. Despite Professor S.'s claims, there are several other theories over what happened to Jesus after he was crucified on Good Friday. These include that his disciples refused to accept his faith, death, that he was only unconscious from the crucifixion or that his followers went to the wrong tomb. A BBC study in 2017 found that a quarter of Christians of Britain did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus. 
Reacting to the, to the results, Reverend Lorraine Cavanaugh said, I think people answering the survey are being asked to believe in the way they might have been asked to believe when they were in Sunday school. You were talking about, you were talking about adults here, and adult faith requires that it to be consist, constantly questioned, constantly reinterpreted, interpreted, which incidentally is very much what modern church is actually about. Science, but also intellectual and philosophical thought has has progress and trickle is a, it has a trickle down effect on just about everybody's lives. But asking an adult to believe in the resurrection the way they did when they were at Sunday school simply won't do. That's the truth of much of the key elements of the Christian faith. Um, I guess you know whatever you believe. Uh, I know Easter. You know, Celebration of Jesus' resurrection. Um, the guy has a compelling argument, though. I'm not going to lie. And it, it's, um, it's definitely something to think about. Well, it's shoot. I got like uh, 13 minutes left, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sign off of here now. Um, like I said, it's good to be back. It's great. We have got some good guests coming up here. Um, next week we've got Howie Eldell from the Around Effect, the show that's actually on right now. Comes usually comes on after our show. We have Howie coming on the show with us next week, and uh, the week after that we have Gene Wells from Commonwealth Researchers of Researchers of the Paranormal joining us. Uh, so yeah. And uh, we're going to be back. We have great shows coming up for you. Super excited to be chatting with you guys again, having this, having to be back on the show, having people back on, talking paranormal, talking whatever. Super excited. So I'm going to get off here, and uh, I will talk to you next week. I would say same freaking awesome time, but we'll be back at 8.30, at 8 o'clock next week. So we'll see you next week, 8 o'clock. Sunday night. Have a good one. Bye.